everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you are brand new to the show, this show is all about all aspects of Magic the Gathering, from the card game, to the video games, to the books, to the story, to just everything. I like to bring on um, content creators to pro players, to, and then just have solo episodes where I ramble non-stop incessantly. So... Uh, this week's episode, I brought on my buddy Alec, and if you've been a longtime listener to the show, you should recognize who he is. Uh, Alec has been a recurring guest back from the early, <clears throat> back from the early days, and I wanted to bring him back on to discuss uh, some of his thoughts of Magic Arena, um, what he's been up to, and something that he is doing for his daughter Mosley to try to raise some money for. Um, uh, just some healthcare issues that she's having, which he'll be able to describe more in more detail as um, the episode goes on. Um, just another, just some other announcements. Um, I'm going to be making appearances this year at Grand Prix Dallas. The flight has already been booked. I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, May, was it May 4th, 5th, and 6th? I think it is. Yeah. And then I'm going to be at Grand Prix Orlando in August, August 12th, 11th, and or, no, August 10th, 11th, and 12th. Yeah, because, you know, we go backwards. And then I'm going to be at Grand Prix Atlanta November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So be sure to look out for me there. I really hope to meet some of you all and so we can play some magic. And then you beat me and realize, oh, my God, how does he have a podcast about Magic the Gathering when he doesn't even know how to play? I don't know. So... <clears throat> So that's going to be a lot of fun there. Can't wait to meet some of you guys. Uh, don't forget that I also have a Dominaria bundle giveaway, uh, which is going to be in the show notes. The The contest link is in the show notes. Uh, you can enter and the contest is going to end 428, April 28th. And that's when I'll be announcing the winner as well. And yeah, I think um, that does it about, or that does it about it. Yeah, because I'm really good at English here. So, Magic Wazubi can be found on Facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi, Twitter at Magic Wazubi, Gmail. Um, my Gmail account is mtgzubi at gmail.com. We are found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and your favorite podcast app. Uh, if you also want to support the show in any way, you can support Magic Wazubi on Patreon on patreon.com slash Magic Wazubi. Got some cool rewards there for you. Um, anything else? I think that's about it. But all right, let's get into the show here. And thank you. Jazzy, what does the calculator say about the shipping costs? It's over $9! What? $9? There's no way that could be right! At LegitMTG.com, we don't charge shipping for any order over $2 or more. We're not like those other guys who make you spend an arm and a leg to get free shipping. Come on down to LegitMTG.com for all your magic needs and be sure to get that free shipping special. That's LegitMTG.com. Visit today. Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt. Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! Uh... 
everybody, Zuby here, and I am joined uh, once again. Uh, it's been a long time, actually. Uh, well over, I think over a year now. Um, my buddy Alec, who um, hasn't been on since episode 50, I want to say, if I remember wow. correctly. Has it really been that long? Yeah, because um, I just had uh, one of my other uh, buddies on, Matt from Total MTG, who um, hasn't been on since episode 56. Jeez. So welcome back, man. You, you And you've been like the first recurring guest that I ever had. I know. I I've, I feel like <laughs> I, I don't yet have to relinquish my title belt for most recurring guests. But um, so I'm going to th- this is the only reason why I'm here, actually. I, I'm not here to talk anything. <laughs> I'm just here to maintain my title of most recurring guests. And so. you've got a lot of episodes under your belt, too. Yeah, I, do. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and look. I don't even remember. Dude, it's um. So my my other buddy Matt, when the one I do VCR gaming with, yeah, uh, e- even though we're up to what twenty three episodes or something, and he was starting to say uh, something along the lines of, um, "Oh yeah, we've done twenty three episodes, and I've already forgotten like every single episode that we've talked about." <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, and I think to myself, I've done 107 episodes. I don't even know. As soon as I record an episode, it immediately disappears from my mind. I don't even know what I talked about. Oh, geez. (laughs) Well, that's kind of problematic. (laughs) I mean, it's, I I have a, I, I always write like a list of topics of what I discuss but it's like what I exactly said with all those lists of oh. topics. I don't. I don't remember. Oh crap! No, you know? I mean absolutely not. I mean even back when we were doing SciFan, like I wouldn't remember what we talked about two weeks before. I mean, that's forget oh, that. Oh yeah, and those episodes were so long. Oh god, too. we're talking like four-hour episodes. Our Lord of the yeah. Rings episode was almost six hours before I edited it and divided it up. It was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I could do that again. It's no. dude. It's. It, it's tough enough like if i go past an hour and i'm like oh my god i'm done <laughs> but um how you been doing man i have been doing very well um i have been out of the magic community for a little bit i got free i busted loose um watsi released their horrible claws on me just to sink their horrible claws back into me for D&D. So it's uh Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh no, I've been I've been good. I've been doing a lot of uh of content creation for gaming on YouTube and streaming a lot on Twitch and uh working to uh build my ultimate gaming space which I now mostly have and it's uh it's been good. Yeah, I saw I saw your picture of it that you post on what was it Twitter? You put it on? I did. Yeah, 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 yeah you put on Twitter like dude, that looks nice. I know. You got the two monitors and is that another monitor or is that a TV for your PS4? No, right that's there? just yeah, that's just a little TV for the PS4 and the Switch, okay. um, which I'll be using to stream a little bit. But I got like I finally got my HD capture card. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, I upgraded my microphone. I got myself a new webcam that has like a built-in green screen effect and all kinds of stuff. Oh like, shit! What webcam is that? It's the Logitech uh, Pro Streamer HD 1080p. Um, or I think Logitech Pro Streamer S90 or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Oh, I think I might have that model because I have a Logitech S something. I didn't even know it had that effect though. Yeah. Well. Okay. So there's this uh, this software that comes with it that you can download from the Logitech website called ChromaCam. Um, oh. And it syn- I never I never did that. Yeah. It's so. it syncs up with the camera and then that 
program uh, has a built-in green screen effect, so you can you know you can remove your background or add in your own backgrounds and stuff like that. That's it's it's cool. a pretty sweet camera, uh, and it's perfect for streaming. The green screen effect is a little shaky, uh, just because it's not like oh yeah, it's not like having you know your own green screen. Like it only picks you up if you're standing mostly perfectly still and then otherwise like yeah. your head might be cut off you know so it's just it's a little finicky but otherwise i mean it's a pretty sweet piece of tech and i mean for for the uh i mean for the price it wasn't too bad either so i was happy with it yeah i'm definitely going to have to check that out cuz like i said i just i got a two webcam setup um mainly for when i do live box openings yeah for um for magic cards and all that and i've got four dominaria booster boxes coming my way dude i know you haven't been that much into magic you did tell me that you're you've been playing arena before we dive into that have you looked at the dominaria spoilers uh, you know i have uh just because okay i i'll be i'll be frank even though i'm out of magic as in like i'm not playing competitively i don't go to an lgs anymore um yeah. or anything like that i still like to keep my ear to the ground as far as what's coming out so like i knew dominaria was coming i've been looking at the spoilers that people are getting excited about um i've been looking at some of the preview cards from other podcasts and stuff that i listen to including your uh your little uh uh preview card that you got so that was pretty cool um but uh yeah so i've, I've had my ear to the ground this looks like a really really interesting set um it, i and I, I can still remember the first time I had you on. It was about Shadows Over Innistrad. Yes. And I wasn't that excited about it. Like, I was... I remember being excited to go back to Innistrad, but just the cards that were coming out didn't excite me. Right. So to say. But, dude, I have not been this excited about a set since maybe... Oh, God. I want to say, like, Pharos or even Kanza Tarkir, maybe. Dang. That long, huh? Yeah, because, um, I mean, I, I remember Return to Ravnica, I was excited about it. It was a fun set, but um, I didn't have that attachment to Ravnica because I did play during when Ravnica first came out, but I was just starting to... What came out What came out first, Ravnica or Kamigawa? Uh, I can't remember. Originally, I think Kamigawa did, but don't... Came out first? Okay. Yeah, don't quote me on that, and somebody's probably yelling at their... Uh, yeah, probably. Phone right now, telling me how wrong I am, but I want to say it was Kamigawa. That was still that was well before my time, anyway. Because yeah, I remember I played during then, and I'm I'm actually gonna look it up right now because it was around. Hold on, hold on. I, I just want to remember. I'm gonna cross my fingers that I was actually correct. Yeah, Kamigawa did come out first, yes. and then Ravnica, and I I started tapering off around Dissension. And but I just never had I, I was more even though people hated Kamigawa and I can agree it wasn't the best set but I love the whole samurai ninja theme of it so I was super into that and then Ravnica came like okay it's cool yeah you know really cool powerful cards but it's not samurais or ninjas so <laughs> yeah well I mean say what you want to about Kamigawa and a lot of people will because you know like the the whole Bushido and everything like that was didn't work I think quite as intended. Yeah. Um, but it was a flavorful, flavorful set. Um, yeah. and some of the, you know, some of the art from Kamigawa block is some of my favorite art ever. So like, um, yeah, I can agree with that. I, I think that a lot of people would say that, you know, Kamigawa block wasn't great, but it, it's still, 
I I have an attachment to Kamigawa in a way. Uh, just yeah. if if only for the the art and the flavor of it, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I've uh, like you said, I've got fond memories of it, and it's that attachment to it. But um, dude, with these Dominaria spoilers coming out, it my first reaction is Wizard Tribal Control. Yeah, I saw what was that card that you posted about? That oh, it was the one that's basically a counterspell and lightning bolt all roll like you get both counterspell and lightning bolt if you're playing wizards basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> wizards retort and what's Yeah, wizards re- wizards retort and wizards lightning. Wizards lightning, that's it. Yeah, that's that is stupid. That's stupid. Like that's not okay. It's, no, it's freaking amazing. Um, <laughs> and dude, even the um, the have you seen the unwind instant, the two and a blue, a uh, counter target non creature spell, untap up to three lands. Oh no way! Come on. <laughs> it, it's it's a better rewind. Yeah, that's a much better rewind. And rewind was even standard playable at one point, at least one yeah. copy. Oh man. And dude, and one of my favorite creatures that they've spoiled is the Naban Dean of Iteration. Have you seen that one? That is, uh, no, I have not seen that one. All right, so one in a blue. If a wizard entering the battlefield under your control causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so, so you you have that card. And then you have Pan Harmonicon as well in a standard deck. Oh my god! <laughs> Just have shit triggering left and right. How, be- ma- how many triggers is too many triggers? That's like- <laughs> um, not enough. Yeah, I don't think so, <laughs> dude. It, like I said, it's I'm. I'm super excited just to even do limited for this because this looks like a really fun limited set, and um. Yeah. I'm just I'm so pumped. The for more it. I mean, the more cards that I'm reading, it does look like it'll be a pretty sweet limited set. But I mean, and the other cool thing, like, let me get your take on these um, enchantment sagas, because uh, these, I, I I I don't know how I feel about this, and I want somebody else's opinion on these sagas. All right, what what do you what kind of opinion? Like, what do you mean? Like, what exactly. uh, the design and everything of it? Like the whole idea. Like, it's basically the whole idea is kind of like to have a level up enchantment, right? Like, yeah, is that kind it, I of mean, the idea. The design idea is um, since we're going back to Dominaria and there's so much history behind it, it's sort of telling a story in a sense. Um, but as far as the the actual design of the card, um, it's an interesting. They're interesting designs, Um, and I I feel these are more than likely going to be played way more in limited than constructed. Maybe some of them may be constructed playable, like, um, uh, let me just take a look. History of Benalia seems like it could be. I mean, it's it's cheap enough to be, and it gives you a pretty sick effect, so... Yeah, and tokens can be a pretty good deck right now. Yeah, in standard, so that could definitely be playable. But um, I mean, they're interesting designs. Um, it's like I said, I don't know without 
I, I don't really have that much opinions be, without playing them yet. Um, I do like the fall of the Thran, especially for you know the making your opponent really salty. Yeah, destroying all their lands. Then <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a little cruel. That might go in my uh, oh. That I have an EDH deck that's all about land uh, LD, so I might have to I might have to throw that in there. That might oh, be dude, fun. Speaking of commander, there's the one gold card, um, Moldratha the Gravetide. Dude, look at that one. That one just looks that salty colors. Moldratha that just looks insane. During each of your turns, you may play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard. What? <laughs> <laughs> One permanent of each of permanent each type. type. So, like, just as example, if I have in my graveyard, uh, like, a fetch land and a planeswalker and a creature and an enchantment, I can just do that. Yep. So you already ulted your planeswalker and put it in the graveyard? I mean, you can just play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... Okay, but it's still... One of each permanent, you may play up to one permanent. If the land is multiple permanent, choose one. Okay, so it doesn't. I'm assuming then that you have to play it for its mana cost, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that'd be way too broken, but yeah. still, like, like the idea of like you said, fetch land. You know, like oh, goes in the graveyard. Oh, I'm just gonna bring it back. Yeah, it's like just crack fetch, crack go, fetch, yeah, crack, crack fetch, crack, crack <laughs> fetch. Grab what I want play my fetch out of the graveyard crack it again oh my god that's stupid yeah dude i love it i love it and and that that's also really good this is this is a kind of commander that can make sagas good as well too yeah yeah because then you can just keep replaying them out of the graveyard because you have to sacrifice them yep. after stage three right so yep oh okay i'm feeling it i'm feeling it yeah so i can see myself definitely building a edh deck with that commander um it's um yeah so like, like I said just dominary I'm I'm so excited about it man I'm it's like I haven't been this excited in forever for well, a magic set well and the nostalgia button on this set is oh, pretty yeah. pretty high too because I mean you've got you know anybody that's been in magic for a while probably knows like Squee and uh, Jaya Ballard is coming back that's pretty sick. Yep. It's a fairy. <laughs> G, G, um, I always screw up her name, Giora. Or yep. Jo Joira, or however you say it. And then uh, I, we're getting a new Karn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, did you see the the uncommon artifact, Damping Sphere? That's gonna ruin Tron in Modern. Damping Sphere. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless instead of any other type and amount. <laughs> Each spell a player cast costs one more to cast. Yes, <laughs> dude, that's it's amazing. I can't remember. Uh, Are we allowed to curse on your show? Yeah, you can curse. Fuck you, Tron. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, because yeah, I the modern deck I play is Grixis Delver. This is gonna be making a sideboard slot. Yeah, I think it kind of has to. Cause I mean, ah, oh, I hate Tron. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I understand. Oh, I understand why people play it. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you, man. I hate it. It's um, yeah, it, it's just sort of like you're 
you're watching a solitaire game, especially games two and three, if you manage to take a game off them, and then it's like Chalice of the Void on one, Chalice of the Void on two, you're just like, well, you just shut down my deck, yeah, and I can't I'm do just, anything I'm now. just not going to play Magic now. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's... I'm super excited about it. Oh, did you see the Demon Lord Bells and Lock? What he does? Yes. It, he's insanity. Yeah. Right there, especially for EDH. That's going to be so gross. Yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> and at six mana, too. I mean, if, if he was just a six mana flying trample 6-6, six, six, like, that's already decently close to yeah. playable in most black decks but then you just add that effect that's insane just draw so many cards <laughs> yeah man oh it's freaking awesome but um before we I, I guess going going a little off of um dominaria here um so you've been playing some magic arena i have and yeah so have i oh good um what when did you get into magic arena originally uh i got my beta code let's see they let me in on friday so i've only okay so it's been been, pretty recent yeah i've only been playing for two days Um, okay i touched on it a little bit last night and then i played a bit of it this morning too just so i could kind of get a feel for how it basically feels um and i know that you don't have the same opinion that i have about it which i really liked it but that is uh I think it's just uh, the improvement over Magic Online is just so big as far as it, it, it is. It is. Um, it's so I've been playing. I've been in the beta since November. I want to say. Gotcha. Um, but I haven't been playing. You know, straight through. I've been playing it on and off. But when they finally did the did the official close beta and they got got us off the nda so we can actually talk about it um it that's when i started playing way more of it because before when it was just the nda you had very little car you you didn't have a very big card pool to go from you just had ixalan block i don't even think i it was a while before they even added rivals of ixalan so um just really small pool of cards and it was really boring yeah um and so when they finally did the closed beta, I played a lot of it, and I do like some, a lot of the gameplay changes. Like it's playing a game of Magic is a lot faster now. Yeah. Um. Sometimes that's a bad thing because, and you know, you and I, we both know how to play Magic. We're we're relatively adept at the game, right? You you, you can you're not new at the game you you know what each card does for the most part and you understand a large majority of the rules right for the most part (laughs) i mean yeah there's still always going to be those weird instances especially in edh where there's like 15 triggers on the stack and (laughs) you got to go through each one right you know but there but one of the complaints i have with arena and even though it does sound small and minute, and this is before I learned how to take full control, is there be sometimes triggers would resolve too fast, and you you look away for one second, like you got your kid coming right running right up to you. You look away for a second, and something happened on the board, and oh, why are all my creatures dead? Yep, that, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. That was a shock. Like 
on my first couple games. I'm like, wow, my opponent's turn just went all the way. Okay, wow, I don't get to res- Okay, I guess I don't. You know, just like, yeah, yeah I guess that resolves. That's fine. You know? <laughs> Until I actually figured out how to, like, add the stops and everything, which even that's a little bit more intuitive now than Magic Online was. But Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, some of the other things that I found that I didn't like, and I hope they fix this because there are times where it's not, that easy to tell whose turn it is and usually what will happen is if i don't and this is what's happened to me is i i don't have anything to do on my turn i click and turn and i think it's his turn is beginning and then he they start doing a bunch of stuff but it's not made clear that he's doing it at the end of my turn and so i'll respond to what he's doing and then i then i realize oh shit i'm countering something he's doing at the end of my turn and now he's free to do whatever he wants on his turn now and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something they'll probably work on. It seems like they're taking like the user interface a bit more seriously this time around. Yeah, uh, than they did than they ever did with Magic Online. Um, I I try not to compare this to Magic Online too much. I I compare it more to Magic Duels. Um, well, that's the feel, and, right? I mean, and, that 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 is yeah. the feel that you get out of this is that it feels like duels much more than magic online yeah because um, magic online is apparently not going anywhere according to them they're gonna they're gonna keep uh, arena strictly standard and that new format brawl and mm-hmm. limited so then what's gonna i mean are there just a, that many legacy and vintage and modern players on magic online i guess or, or like well i mean i don't know how much you know about the economy of I don't. Magic Arena? I don't know much about the economy of Magic Arena. I know a lot about Magic Online economy, but Arena, no. I don't know much about that. Yeah, so Magic Online economy is very similar to what we have on paper, minus the booster boxes, right? And the fat packs. Right. Um, So you can buy the singles you want. Uh, Right now in Arena, at least for what we know, uh, you're going to have to grind for the decks you want similar to Hearthstone. Right. Um I mean you are going to be able to buy their version of currency, their version of gold. So and that'll help you buy more packs. And and when you open so many packs it unlocks what they call their vault and it gives you a whole bunch of more cards and packs mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> so it's and so so that that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with grinding it, upon grinding yeah it feels very hearthstoney i guess and and maybe, which, which isn't a bad thing no and, and maybe that's why i'm latching onto it a little bit more than i thought i would because i have i've been playing a ton of hearthstone recently um, i'm sorry <laughs> it's gotten better hearthstone's gotten better <laughs> it's not it's not nearly as oppressive as it used to be but i mean as far as what you're talking about with the grind factor i mean yeah that's that is very hearthstoney and I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, like, that model was the complete inspiration for for this, you know? Like, if, yeah, if, and yeah. It, no, I mean, like, it's not bad. It's just, you know, for Magic players, we're so used to being able to get the singles we want for a deck, right? Very true. We're not, we, we don't want to grind for it. We just want to get the deck we want, go and play, and win some prizes, right? Oh, yeah, especially if, like, if you're you know using this to test for like a big 
you know, a GP or, or if the yeah. pros are using this to test for worlds, you know, something like that. Like that's Which gonna, I don't think they are. No, I, and this. I don't think they will be able to unless they come up with a way for you to be able to either buy or craft singles. Like even even in Hearthstone, yeah, it's a grind, but if I want to, I can buy a bunch of packs and then dust those down for the stuff that I need to craft singles that I want. You know, so but yeah, if if Arena doesn't have any kind of option like that, they're not going to use this to play test. This will just be no. This will just casual be city. yeah, yeah, completely casual setting. Which maybe that'll yeah. be a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, it, it won't be a bad thing. Um, yeah, I definitely don't see the pros doing this. Mm. Um, it's I unless they do some sort of better crafting system, a la Hearthstone, because Hearthstone making a deck is a lot easier to make a top tier deck in Hearthstone compared to Magic Arena right now. Um, because like you said, you can just buy a crap ton of packs and dust what you don't need. Yeah. And build that top tier deck that you want. Uh, Her or Magic Arena, you just have to grind and grind and grind. Um, but there is, I'm hoping, going to be some sort of booster pack redemption code because... If you go to the store section of Magic Arena right now, there's a redeem code feature. I saw which that. Which isn't highlighted or anything. So, yeah, I have no idea what that's going to be, and they haven't said anything. But That would be cool if they took a page out of... I don't know if you've ever played any... You played a little of the online Pokemon, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially my wife. Holy shit. So, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you buy a booster pack of Pokemon cards, it comes with, like, a basically a digital copy of your booster pack, right? That you can... Yeah, it, it gives you a booster pack code. I mean, it's not the same exact cards in your physical booster pack, but it, it gives you a booster pack to be able to unlock cards and do what you want with them. But And that was always one of the biggest complaints I had with Magic Online is that I felt like I had to buy two separate sets you know like yep. I, if i wanted to go out and buy a physical booster box great i could do that um and then i would have to come home and be like well i feel like playing magic tonight well now i have to go buy a f digital booster box on top of that yep. and i just spent a thousand dollars and my wife just left me you know, so, <laughs> yeah uh so if they would do something like that with with this i i mean that i would i would certainly appreciate it will they do that who knows but <laughs> i hope i mean I, I would even though i'm living in a dream world right now magical christmas um, land <laughs> yes it's my dream would be to be able to buy a booster box and then be able to you know redeem you know x amount of codes out of that booster box in order to draft online on magic Ooh, arena that would be really cool yeah, you know, I don't even care if I have to pay like two bucks for entry fee or whatever. You know, I'll I'll do it. Pay two bucks to be able to draft. Oh sure. You know? I mean, yeah, like I said, that's magical Christmas selling. What I think will happen though, and this is a very wizards thing to do, is they'll have two separate kind of booster packs. One that will come out of the physical booster packs you buy, and then a draft booster pack. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, that's probably what they're gonna do. Yeah, it probably is. That is a very wizards thing to do. Just like because they they don't want you to have fun. No, they just want your money. They want to milk you for all the money they can possibly get out of you. And when you're done giving them money, they'll just set you aside for somebody else that's ready to give them money. <laughs> that's yep. That yep. is and, the wizards' way. <laughs> the the sad thing is they um 
you can't even trade cards in arena that's probably one of the worst yeah, things that's about the be, game that's gonna be a pain in the ass yeah i mean like i said i think it has a lot of good things going for it it's it's very it looks very good it's very pretty the it's you're able to play magic fast relatively mm. compared to paper and magic online but it's there's I just really hope they do some economy fixes and it is beta still so I'm trying to hold my tongue for what I really want to say well but <laughs> I think it's important for you know especially for you because you've had the the beta longer than a lot of people have uh, because it just went live for the closed beta um, yeah you know, I think it's important for us as players in the community to to not hold our tongues. And like if there is a problem that we see to speak up because that's the only way they're going to know. And how else will they ignore everything that we want unless somebody tells <laughs> what, we, what we want? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wizards. Um, so you mentioned that wizards has your claws in something else lately. And that's... um something you've been doing every monday night you want to talk about that a little I'll, bit? I'll talk a little bit about it yeah i've been playing a lot of D uh and i i'm an old school D player from way back i mean D D is something that i've always loved my wife has played a lot more D D than i have um but same with my wife too <laughs> it's funny how that works out they, she always yeah. says you're such a big nerd but i'm always like you played D longer than i have that makes you a nerd but, yeah, uh, and my wife has actually LARPed before. I've never LARPed uh, ever in my life. That is an experience. You need to do that yeah. at least once. At uh, least yeah, once. I know. And then never <laughs> do it again because it's also terrifying and all of those people are crazy. But do yeah. it at least once. LARPers out there, I love you. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> You're all amazing people, and uh, it takes a lot to do what you do. So Yeah, it does. Um, but, yeah, so we... You know, me and my wife got to talking. We were like, we really want to just put a fun D&D campaign together. And I was like, well, what if I just wrote, like, actually wrote something? Uh, and she said, okay, yeah, I'll get a group of our friends to play. Let's do it. So we got together. We played a couple sessions. Um, I used uh, the Wave Echo Cave, uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver starting point yeah. to, to launch everybody off. And then since then, we've been doing uh, all custom stuff. Um, and, uh, it's been so much fun. I mean, we've got, we've had, we're kind of coming into our own. We've had a couple, we have a couple people in the group who have never played D and D before. Um, so teaching them and watching them become better players as they move along, uh, has been really cool to see. Um, and then after a couple of game sessions, we decided, Hey, we're really funny. Uh, and this is a lot of fun. Why don't we record this uh, live stream it on Monday nights and then record it and I'll edit it and put it up on YouTube. So that's what I've been doing uh, with our back episodes. So the the episodes I've been putting up on YouTube are several weeks behind our actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, but that's just because those videos take a long time to edit and I put in a lot of stuff and uh, I shorten yeah. them down. Because I really didn't want to post. I mean, on Monday nights we play for three, sometimes four hours, and I didn't want to just straight up post. Oh, here's a four-hour video on YouTube. Yeah, because no one's going to watch that. No yeah. one's going to watch that. Yeah. So if I, you're if you're not Critical Role, no one's going to watch it. No, and I'm certainly not Critical Role. So <laughs> I yeah. hope maybe one day, cross my fingers, knock on wood, let's get there. You know, it's I, I started watching Critical Role, and um, I, I think. 
and maybe this is because I have a harder time watching people play D and D because I have I don't I can listen to actual play podcasts when I'm driving, you know, and be able to see it in my head and all that. But watching people play D and D, it's I, I I have a hard time paying attention. Well, it takes you out of it, and and that's yeah. that's the beautiful thing about D and D is that especially fifth edition D&D which that's what we're playing is fifth edition. Yeah. It's such a theater of the mind experience that yes. Actually watching somebody sit there and like stare at their hands for 15 minutes while the DM explains the room around them and then roll a dice it, you don't get that same feel that you feel with an uh, actual play podcast because in a podcast you're having to vision visualize everything anyway. Uh, yeah. It's not all laid out right in front of you. And I debated whether or not we should do RPG groupies, which is what we call ourselves, uh, as a podcast or not. And for us, it just worked out better to do it in video um, just because we have people that are into that and are actually yeah. very funny on camera um, as opposed to just being funny on uh, recordings. And, and that that's the whole goal of this thing anyway like a lot of it is comedy we don't take ourselves super seriously we don't take all of the rules super seriously uh which annoys our fighter to no ends because he is a huge <laughs> rules guy <laughs> huge rules oh, guy yeah. the um, rules lawyer yeah he's a huge rules guy and it, I, i'm sure it annoys the crap out of him that i don't make everybody follow every single rule to the t but he's a good sport about it and he's a great player um, he DMs a lot too, so having a second guy who's uh, who knows more rules than even I know uh, is uh, is a good thing to have in the group. But uh, it's it is so much fun, and and all of the people that I play with are so funny, uh, and so it's it's just great, man. I have a great time doing that. No, that's good. That's good. I've watched you. I mean, I've seen the first um, episode on your YouTube. And then um, I've watched you live, like, I think two or three times. And what I've noticed that helps me is I just I don't really watch you guys. I'll just put have put my headphones on while I'm doing something else and sort of listening in. Yeah, that's what helps me. Um, but no, the last time I think I saw, I don't remember if it was this, this past Monday or Monday before, but man, there was like someone in chat, like railing against you as like, <laughs> like, Oh, you're, you're too, you're too easy on them. You're a bad DM or something. And then yeah. you had one of your other uh, people in the chat just defending you. And I'm just like, I, I, I meant to go in and say something, but then like the other guy was already doing a good job of defending you and just, and I'm just like, come on people. It's. It, the the number one rule of being a DM is be entertaining. Yeah, well, and uh, and look, I don't have any. I mean, I saw all. Obviously, I've got the Twitch chat up in front of me yeah. while I'm playing, so I'm seeing all this going down. But <laughs> stuff like that, I can't take personally because there's always going to be yeah. somebody out there that thinks they could do a better job running a campaign than you can. Oh, um, of course. And I'll admit, I am pretty soft as a DM goes. Like if 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 my players do like if they I let my players fuck up but I don't want them to die like you know I'm, <laughs> we're doing this for fun and I and the they built these characters and I want them to play them out if if it happens it happens but I'm also not gonna force it to happen so yeah you yeah, could, you could yeah. call me being too soft <laughs> sure you could call me being soft but my whole goal with this campaign especially because we're producing it as an entertainment product yeah is to be entertaining if i wanted and to, and, if, and if, if, you, you yeah. got to dm it differently too oh yeah when you're doing it that way if you're if you are dming a game where everybody is a super hardcore role player 
for by all means follow every rule to the T make it really hard on your players kill all of your players because that's what they're there for what this yep. group is there for <laughs> is to like drink and blow off steam play some D and have fun uh, yeah. but also be really entertaining to the people watching us so like and and that's that's just uh, that doesn't just go for D and D that goes for any type of live streaming that you do. I mean, you do you do some live streaming too, and I'm sure that you've had people grief you in your chat before. I mean, that's just something that kind of comes oh, yeah. with the with the Twitch territory, and it it, it you just kind of got to let that those kind of comments roll off your back, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. No, I just found it funny where it's just. Like, geez, people. I mean, <laughs> it's like you can obviously tell they're just doing a lighthearted campaign. I I honestly find it hilarious. Like, if somebody wants to come in and grief, like, oh, that guy has no idea what he's doing, or oh, that that girl has, she's obviously never played D and D before. It's like, yeah. yeah, she hasn't. Now shut up. She's learning how to play. You know, it's just like, do you yeah, have nothing better to do? Please, <laughs> like. No, and you know that that's one of the things that I always enjoy about D and D. Yeah, you can learn all the rules there is to it, but all you really need to do is, yeah, you you need to learn some of the very basics of D and D, like how to attack, how to you know use your spells and you know features and all that. Other than that, you don't need to learn like how to grapple stuff and you know what's the rules of if you fall 50 feet versus 25 feet you know yeah. stuff like that i'm like the dm will figure that out you yeah know? and and that's <laughs> the whole reason that you have a dm anyway is that you have yeah. someone that can be that check on yourself even to say like you know okay it, it, this is what and and this is the way that i've always dm too like if somebody in my group wants to do something that might be even a, like a touch outside the rules, I'm like, okay, well, here's what we could do to make that happen or try to make that happen. You know, like uh, you want to try to scale that sheer cliff that is completely smooth as marble. Okay, <laughs> why don't you make me a strength check to see if you can drive your knife into the wall? No, you broke your knife. I'm sorry, you can't do it. You know, like. Yeah. So, like, I'll give them the chance to do crazy, dumb, stupid shit. And if the dice are in their favor, the dice are in their favor. You know, there's nothing I'm going to, I'm not going to stop them yeah. from doing that. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's, um, the, the way, the way I DM, I mean, you know, I've DM'd for you for a few sessions. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, when I, my first session of DMing at my local game store, because it was the first time trying to get, like, a D&D club quote-unquote together um and this guy he was obviously one of those meta players those min maxers mm -hmm. and plays what an eldritch warlock and spamming that what eldritch blast uh, or whatever come on. and um I, he ended up dying in the first session only because he <laughs> and, and not that i purposely tried to kill him it's just he thought he was so good and so badass that he tried to... We were doing Lost Minds. He was trying to one-on-one -on -one Clark, okay. the bugbear, at the end. <laughs> and I'm just like, um... the And Clark just hits you once and you're dead? <laughs> yeah, like, he does 40 damage to you and you're level... Yeah. What are you now? Level 1? Yeah, you yeah, have level a max one. HP of 25. You're dead, son. You're dead. Don't but on even... level one, a warlock would have a max HP of like what eight? Yeah, I was just, I, mean, I was just throwing yeah. out hypothetical numbers. 
<laughs> yeah, and it was just that was funny as hell. And he never came back after that. E- even after I was nice enough to resurrect his character, because I we, I we took him. I had the other two players bring his body back to Fandolin, and I had the the priest at the church there resurrect him. Hey, some people are just like that, man. And yeah, I know. And D D and D is one of those games that you know. But that's also the beauty of the game. Like, if you want to be that hardcore, you can be that hardcore for sure. There's a yeah. there is a gaming group out there for you. That's not going to be every gaming group, and nope. I, I would say most of them aren't that way. Um, Especially in the uh, in the entertainment field, they are certainly not that way. <laughs> no, I mean I like to think that I'm a fair DM, but if you're gonna keep doing stupid shit, stupid shit's gonna happen to you. You know, I mean oh, like that's just if, life. That's if, just if life. Gonna, you you don't go into a town and then decide to punch a guard in the face. You know, e- even if you happen to punch that guard in the face and you kill him. You know, a twenty guard swarm. You know. Oh yeah. You know what are you no, gonna that's do? That's just gonna make it worse. <laughs> you know, like and, yeah. and, and that's just life if you think about it. You know, like D and D is a role playing game in the sense that, like, even in life, if I wanted to, I could walk out of my house right now and go punch a cop. What are the odds that he doesn't arrest me? <laughs> Pretty stinking low. So if you want to walk into my town and punch one of my town guards, you're either going to die or you're going to get arrested. That's just the way life works. Yeah. <laughs> well, in real life, if you punch a cop, uh, he'll probably shoot you dead. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. He's armed. <laughs> Literally. He's, look out. He's got a gun. Toss. <laughs> <It's> just. <laughs> Oh man, but um, yeah, man. So that's cool that you're doing the RPG groupies. Um, how long has that been going on for now? You said a couple months. Yeah, or? we started playing back at the end of January, so it's been going okay. on. It's been going on a couple months now. Yeah, it's already April yeah. already. Holy shit! Um, I, I feel I, it's the sands of time flowing through the hourglass, man. Dude, it's <laughs> it's insanity. Yeah, next month I'm so excited about next month going to Grand Prix Dallas. Oh, I saw that you posted that. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, man. I'm um really, really excited. I already got the flight booked and everything, and I'm gonna be doing the main event. Uh, Dominaria sealed. Gonna lose terribly, <laughs> but gonna attempt to try to win one game at least. I think you. Well, you never know. Hey, maybe your pool will just be the absolute nuts, and like you'll just you'll walk out of there with like <laughs> just the perfect pool. Probably not, because <laughs> that's my uh, that that is funny because um when when I did Hour of Devastation two headed giant with my buddy George we had probably the worst pool like both of us like nothing good at all and there were other tables that pulled there was one one uh, team that pulled two nickel bolus planeswalkers um, one of them foil and one regular there was other people pulling. You know, whatever the the locust god, scarab god oh, type god. shit, and and we pulled absolutely nothing, and we ended up winning first place in that and that two headed giant. That just goes to show you the beauty of Magic Limited too. Like you could have a crap pool, and if you're a decent enough Magic player, you can still make something come out of that. You know? Yeah. Will you win the entire event? Most likely not. But oh, no, at the no. same time. 
I think you could probably take a few wins off of there and be and be perfectly happy. So maybe, maybe I don't know. I, it's I'm probably gonna just you know if I go O two, I'm just gonna drop and then just do some side events and stuff. And I expect you to make. Some... I expect you to make day two, and I will expect I will uh, I will accept oh, no God. I will accept no other result. <laughs> so. Oh God. Okay. I'll make day two. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to play in day two. I was not. I'll, I'll no, just, I I'll was just not be specific. There. I was not specific. No. I just want pictures from day two. That's all. Yeah. I I'll, I'll be there day two. Here I am on day two. <laughs> They're playing over there, and I'm eating this burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So what else you been up to, man? I have been streaming a lot. I've been streaming a yeah, lot. Yeah, I've been noticing and, um, that. It's uh, it is fun. <laughs> Like I, don't, I, I, tr I try to get in the streaming game, but I'm just like, if I'm not playing Magic or if I'm not like doing a live stream of Magic with Zuby or VCR gaming and I try to do like World of Warcraft or something, I get bored instantly. Yeah, and, and part of that is just learning how to talk to yourself. Like that was the, the and, and you should know how to do that better than anyone. I mean, you do a solo podcast <laughs> like most weeks that you're by but yourself. I have, <laughs> but I have topics that I'm going to talk about. That's I can't true. just... But half the time, if I'm playing a game, talking to myself, I'm like, fuck that motherfucker. I'm going to kill him. Uh, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> How much raging can I possibly do? Hey, yeah, I don't think people just want to watch me rage. Uh, all the time. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to strongly disagree with you because I've seen some of the top streamers and some of them. All they do is rage. And for some reason, people just throw money at that. So, OK. OK, so then I'll just start raging. There I'll, I'll just, play just like be the worst rager you could possibly be. And you'll I'll play something like Pong and be like, fucking it's bullshit. It's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> this game is so rigged. <laughs> no, but yeah. So you've been streaming a lot. I have been. Yeah, I've been streaming a lot. Uh, I stream mostly on Tuesday nights uh, and then on weekends as well. I do. I do a lot of streaming. Um I had always kind of said to myself that I wasn't going to try to get into the streaming game. And then um, it became more of a tool to uh, to help uh, with awareness for right now. I've been uh, uh, streaming under what I've been calling hashtag Mosley Meds, uh, which is a hashtag that I put together, uh, a fundraising drive and a awareness drive for my oldest daughter, Mosley. Um, yeah. if any of you know me, like my oldest daughter has, uh, what they call Fox G1 syndrome, um, which is a, uh, degenerative and, um, uh, genetic disorder, uh, where she basically never progressed beyond about like a six month old level. She's six years old yeah. currently. Um, and all of her equipment and everything is getting really expensive. So my wife and I were like, well, how can we you know kind of put ourselves out there and say like hey we could really use help from the community but then also like how do we raise awareness because it's an incredibly rare disorder uh less than 350 people in the world have this disorder yeah that's that's insane um, yeah it, i mean it really is like just what are the odds right but uh i mean she's uh, a fantastic little girl even she's non-mobile non-verbal but she's amazing and um <laughs> streaming was a good way for me to kind of get the word out and she's even like sat w on stream with me sometimes and uh she actually really likes that uh getting to sit and watch me lose at hearthstone or <laughs> or whatever else i might be streaming at the time uh but yeah so i've, I've started streaming kind of hardcore to, to 
get the word out about that and also just to put myself out there. And I found out that I really loved it. And I wound up getting a Twitch affiliate last month. Nice, and, man. Um, Congrats. Uh, and so now I'm just kind of pushing my way towards partner and see if I can really make it to the big times. But uh, we'll see what happens. But it, it, it's just been fun. I just I really like creating content and entertaining i mean then for some reason like that's just kind of been my thing as of late is trying to entertain and uh streaming has provided a really great outlet for that a really great avenue um and now i've got my wife doing it with me too now she started her own twitch channel and she really likes it and uh to the to the point where now we want to stream together more often we've been streaming together uh on the weekends we do what we've been calling wow weekends where um she shows me just how much better she is at world of warcraft than i am and uh that's fun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, i played with you that one night um yeah that was fun yeah, we need to do that Yeah, that was too. a lot of fun yeah and i uh, and ever since then um because i because that was right before I finished building my wife's gaming computer. Right. And um, I got her back onto WoW, too. So we've been doing WoW about once or twice a week. Um, we're leveling a priest and a hunter together. Good combo. Just, I like it. Yeah, well, that's the only class she'll play is hunter. She'll literally not play any <laughs> other class. She's got, like, 20 hunters. <coughs> she'll she'll level up a hunter to, like, 50 or 60 and then be like, I'm going to start a new one. Like, um, that, you don't even have one max level yet. <laughs> that sounds like Allison is with rogues. That's like all she plays. She has, I think she has a rogue of just about every race. Um, yeah, she has a rogue in almost every race. Like she just loves. Oh, wow. And I mean, that's cool. When you find a class that you really like, you stick with that class. And then yeah, I'm true. over here looking at my like smattering of like, oh, two warriors, a priest, a warlock. A, like I have one of everything, you know, and it's just like. I will never max out all of these characters ever. Uh, I know. I I don't even I only have one level 110 right now and that's my Druid and I'm trying to get my warlock. He's 104 to oh, 110. So close. But I'm just like I I finished one zone and then I have to start another one and yep. then it's Stormheim yeah. and it bugged out on me cuz it bugged out during the scenario with Sylvanas and now I don't know how to get back to it. Yeah, I I can't help you there. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know on that. And I just almost I I really don't want to play through that zone. I, but I th I think you have to play through all the zones to get max level, don't you? Just about, I believe. Oh gosh, see that's I don't like that. <laughs> I I mean, don't you may be able to skip one or two, but I mean, you just need that XP bump. I mean, there's so maybe so maybe I can skip Stormheim because that's probably the one I hate the most. Yeah, because I like High Mountain. Um, what's the first one I did? Azuna, I didn't mind, okay. and then um, the the Druid one. Um, cannot remember the name of it. It's you, you know which one I'm talking about, right? I think so, but I there's no way I'm ever gonna remember the name of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so so we've been playing that. Um, but yeah, so you've been doing the streaming thing, uh, Mosley Meds. Um, so is this a just like one time thing you're doing it just this month or no, it's going to be something that I continue, uh, basically over the entire life of my streaming career. Uh, I'll always have the information there. All of the donations or anything that I receive tips for my streaming. All of that is going to go towards her, uh, and her, 
equipment and her medications because uh, it really is crazy. I mean, I am I'm blessed and lucky that I've been able to cover uh, all of her medical costs so far. Um, but the older she gets, the bigger equipment she gets, which means the equipment that's gets gonna, more expensive. Insane. Yeah, it, it's it's really and insurance doesn't help out that much or they cover partial but i mean for example uh the wheelchair that she's in now um it's not like a wheelchair like you would think of it it's built for someone that can't hold their trunk up so it's got like a harness that goes over the top and a yeah. belt across the middle like that whole setup it's a pretty heavy duty wheelchair um but brand new those things are about 10 grand uh oh only 10 grand yeah only you don't, only 10 grand you don't, you don't uh, have that money laying around? Come no, on. unfortunately. <laughs> I wish I had that amount of disposable income. But insurance yeah. wound up covering six of it. So I had to pay four out of pocket. Which, I mean, yeah, in the long run, that may not seem like a ton. But at the time, I was like, how am I going to pay $4,000 oh, yeah. out oh. of pocket for this wheelchair? And that's just one example. I mean, she is hooked up to a feeding tube. So that's uh, monthly. Those costs are upwards of 250 to $350 for the upkeep Jesus. and bags of her, you know, her IV bags and all of that stuff. So it's expensive. Um, but it's the kind of stuff that keeps her happy and healthy for the life that she has. And we want to make her yeah. life as happy and healthy as we possibly can, even if you know her life expectancy is not great like not long uh with this disease yeah. but you know while we've got it while we've got her here we want her to have the best life she can have um, oh yeah well for sure i mean i mean you but i i've been like i said we've been we've known each other for a while now um and you know i follow especially your wife on instagram because she posts a ton yeah, of the kids she loves p- and all that of the kids <laughs> <laughs> and it's same with mine but no i just gotta say you two are doing a really good job with all three of your kids and it's like i can't even imagine what it must be like for going through with what you're you're going through with your oldest because it's you know i, I like i said i can't imagine it it's it's insanity it's definitely not it's definitely not something that i would ever wish on anybody for sure um in fact like man it feels so bad to say this but like growing up as a kid i always thought oh there is no way i could ever have a special needs kid you know like because i had special needs kids in my school and stuff like that and i would see that and i would be like god if i ever had a special needs kid i just don't know what i would do and then when we figured out like it took it took so long to get her even diagnosed uh with what was going on with her but like it changes your perspective on all of that to like just a degree that i never thought my perspective would change i mean i just see the whole world differently because i have a kid with special needs you know i have to think about like can we actually go to this thing do they have a wheelchair ramp like how am i gonna yeah you know like oh yeah you could take the car but make sure you take that car because you have to leave me the wheelchair van in case i have to take her to the hospital you know like yeah that's crazy (laughs) everything you do and plan and everything just completely changes uh when you have a kid with special needs and i definitely wouldn't wish it on anybody but at the Mm -hmm. same time it is so rewarding to to watch the like it's cool to see my typical children grow and change but when i see a change in her 
it's like a party man <laughs> like yeah and, that's got to be really good anything that she does that she couldn't do before i'm like oh my god you're you're a miracle you're amazing <laughs> how do you do that you know like that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> it, it, so your other two kids they're perfectly healthy normal or well i wouldn't go as far as to say normal because they're both horrible monsters but uh <laughs> but no they're they're perfectly healthy no no complications no uh no other special needs or anything like that like i said i mean this is fox g1 is an incredibly rare disorder and it's just kind of a one in a million chance that it would happen and even the doctor said like you should not be afraid to have more kids and obviously we weren't because we had two more but uh yeah, he was like, don't be afraid to have more kids because this is just a freak thing that happened. It probably crazy, will never happen man. to anybody else in your family ever again. Like even your brother's kids or uh, anything like that probably will never happen again. It's That's just one insanity, of those things. man. It's so I guess talking about Fox G1 and you said only like 350 people have it in the world right now. Less than 350 in the world. Oh, less than 350. Yeah. I think the so, exact number is, well, Allison knows it off the top of her head. If she, Nope, she's got her headphones on. What is it? 328 currently diagnosed as of this year. So, so I don't know if you know the history of it. Um, when was this even first discovered? Do you know that? I don't know much of the history of it. I do know that it's, uh, it is. Uh, New what, babe? Uh, no, not New Zealand. Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. She knows a lot more about this than I do, but, um, oh, okay. her patient zero, the first patient they discovered with Fox G1 was actually in Switzerland. Not too, not too long ago, right? 80s. 80s. Okay. So, okay, so it's not it's not even that old then. No, it's not, and it's it oh, comes wow. it comes out of uh, what's called Rett syndrome, which is a lot more predominant. Um, there's yeah. a lot of kids that have Rett syndrome, uh, but FOXG1 is basically a mutation of Rett syndrome, so it's not quite Rett. It's a different yeah. uh, it's a different gene that got um, mutated along the way, but uh, it it it's in the same kind of family as as that disorder um but yeah it's wow. ex it's extremely rare and it's not very old so <laughs> and there's currently like no cure or anything no or? nope no cure no i mean there's a there are finally some doctors that are doing research um good which lucky enough for us uh one of the better one of the only doctors that is actually doing research on fox g1 right now currently lives here in the state of florida um good works at uh, Shan's Hospital up there in Gainesville. Um, so we're able to be really close to a very good doctor who is very interested in, you know, trying to figure this thing out. Uh, and in fact, <laughs> talk about, I mean, I mean, check this out for coincidence. One of the only, there are only two kids in the state of Florida currently that have Fox G1. My daughter is one of them. Um, and then the other little girl that has Fox G1 lives one town over in Bellevue. Um, oh wow so i mean like it's just like <laughs> that's crazy yeah it, it was really weird and we met them before either of us got diagnosed with fox g1 and it just happened to both be fox g1 um wow but uh but yeah so talk about coincidence there but it's yeah it's yeah man it's uh it's pretty crazy the whole the whole thing is pretty crazy <laughs> yeah it's um so is it is it a gender thing? Is it found more in females than males or is it or just 
they don't know that correlation yet or it is mostly males can definitely have it but most of but fox u1 isn't yeah fox u1 males can have Rett syndrome is only females um and most kids that have it don't usually make it past a year okay um so uh, it's so it's it's even more rare for uh, a male to have fox or to come up with this than a female um but they can okay. they can huh. have it it's just yeah extremely rare that's we- oh, i mean that's weird but okay yeah. yeah it's funny how I, it's just something with that gene i don't i don't know the details i'm not a doctor unfortunately i wish i was you know, because then i'd be making a lot more money but <laughs> you'd also be working a lot i more would too. be working too much <laughs> i would not i would not be gaming at all period <laughs> probably not no you know what you'd be you'd probably be a mobile gamer yeah playing there like you go. farmville or oh, whatever whatever the well, mobile game well, is at least nowadays. i can play Fortnite and PUBG on my phone now so <laughs> <laughs> oh god Fortnite! <laughs> yeah I, I i remember you and i played a lot of PUBG when it like last last summer and dude i just i can't play that game anymore it's I can't like either. It's, I, I don't i don't enjoy it one bit Fortnite is a little bit more enjoyable with friends but i can't play it by myself though no and and i even tried a couple of weeks ago i said i was going to stream PUBG on my tuesday night stream and yeah. I, I played exactly three games of it uh, it lasted 20 minutes, the whole entirety of all three <laughs> games, because I would just drop into a zone, instantly get shot in the back of the head, and then I would Sounds about right. get extremely angry, nearly throw my monitor across the room. <laughs> it, it was awful, and and it's just so stressful. Like, PUBG is so stressful. Fortnite might be the only, like, Battle Royale-type game that I can actually play, because it's just not yeah. stressful. Um but PUBG was, I mean, I feel like shaky and nauseous when I play PUBG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely completely understand what you're talking with that. Um, like you said, I I even have a hard time playing Fortnite by myself because I just get bored. But at least Fortnite games are a lot quicker than yeah. PUBG games for the most part. They're quicker and there's more action involved like no matter where you drop yeah. where no matter where you drop in Fortnite, you're probably going to have two or three people you can kill uh and i for some reason seem to be able to kill people better in Fortnite than i can in PUBG. like even if i don't win i come away with at least two or three kills and i feel good about yeah. myself PUBG, i can spend an hour it feels like not see anyone and then get sniped from halfway across the world <laughs> i'm like yeah. well shit <laughs> what was the point of everything i just did yeah, like in PUBG, you feel like a god if you get one kill. Yeah, it's like, oh, know? God, I killed that guy. <laughs> I'm yeah, the best. No, no I mean, like, I, I, I'm surprised that Fortnite has taken off like it has. It's 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 insane. Like, it's already the most popular game played on Twitch right now. Yeah, well. It, it, it's it, taken over League of Legends, and I never thought that would happen. It makes perfect sense to me. And the only reason why is because this the the battle royale style of game is so popular right now, like mm-hmm. uh, and even a lot of the games that are coming out either have a battle royale mode or that's all they are. Like a lot of games yeah. in development have that kind of stuff. Like th- this is the new fad. Battle royale is the new fad, and what makes Fortnite the superior version of that battle royale is because it's more casual. 
like plus it's free yeah it's it's free sure but i mean like it's not because you'll you'll wind up spending something to get that cute bear costume or whatever um dude i wanted that knight costume i wanted the john wick costume really bad but i'm not good enough to get the john wick costume so screw wait me. how do you how do you get the john wick costume the, i know was, nothing okay that was the season reward if you made like top level for the season like if you oh. if you maxed out level i think it's at level 100 or something is maxed out level for the season um that was the reward how, how long does that take a long freaking time unless unless <laughs> oh, unless man. all you play is Fortnite, i guess but uh and you don't work or anything yeah well if that's your job then i mean if you're a ninja then that is your job so like <laughs> yeah but uh i think i think Fortnite won out in the end because it is a more casual environment like PUBG is so intense and honestly PUBG is probably the better hardcore experience and it might wind up being the better esport than Fortnite will be um but Fortnite is just mo- much more fun to watch like you can do crazy shit like right on it, it is right on yeah, a rocket I, I agree. You know, like yeah like you could do crazy weird stuff and like it's actually really fun to watch somebody who's good at Fortnite because like you fire a shot at somebody and then like instantly they've got like a 20 foot tall tower and you're like where, yeah, where did know, that right? come from <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> like it, it, it's it's cool to watch, but dude, that can be so frustrating when you're playing. Oh, it's and, like horrifically y- frustrating when you're playing. Y- you've got the you've got the drop on someone, then all of a sudden, oh my god, they built the White House in front of me. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> that happens to me every time too. I'm like, I never get lucky enough to to be at like the guy I'm killing. I'm always like, okay. Hopefully this is this guy's first week and he doesn't know how to build and oh my god it's the great pyramid. Like what am yeah, I what have I I, done? I, ba- I barely know how to build while, while like <laughs> I can t- even now I, I barely know how to build. Like if I'm getting shot at, I'm just like I don't know what to do. I like I turn around and I just start throwing walls in front of me. Like I don't build floors or any, like stairs or anything. I'm just like walls, walls, so many walls. It's like so that's I think it won out on Twitch because it's so entertaining to watch. And you yeah. can, you can tell like you and I are not even big Fortnite fans, but like we could talk about it and it's fun to talk about. Like it's funny. That game is funny and fun to talk about. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. PUBG and like uh what are or uh H1Z1 like games like that might be fun to play, but they're not as fun to watch or talk about it because no, they're so hardcore. Not. You know, and yeah. and there are some new games that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Like, have you ever heard of a Darwin Project or heard anything about no. that one yet? Nope. That's another battle royale that's in. I think it's in beta right now. Uh, I just downloaded it off um, off of uh, Steam the other day, and that one's yeah. got a really interesting take on the genre. Uh, also, okay. also Hunt Showdown is another one that has an interesting take on the battle royale. F- uh, um, style of game, but this, yeah. but this is the new fad where, like, when when League of Legends rose to power, MOBAs were the thing. Uh, battle royales are the thing now, and until they come up with something new, it's going to be the thing for a while, I think. Yep, and then Blizzard is going to make their own version of battle royale. Oh, yeah. No, and um, it's it's going to be like Heroes of the Royale or some Heroes shit. Heroes of the Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> Royale Edition. Oh God. <laughs> talk about a game i i can't even stand playing anymore overwatch i don't i I just don't have fun with that game at all anymore i keep telling myself i'm gonna quit it but i'm basically a heroin addict when it comes to overwatch because i always come back to it 
and I always think this is my year. This is my year that I'm going to get so good at Overwatch. This season, I'm going to do good. <laughs> and then I get oh, in the man. game, and I hate myself. <laughs> like, I just hate myself. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, it's, and I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's, it's a fantastic always, game. It, it is. It's a really good game. It's just everybody else makes it terrible. That's the, I mean, and, and that's the biggest problem. <laughs> well, and if you think about it, that's the biggest problem with games like even League of Legends and yep. stuff like this is that these games were not designed to be single player experiences. Like these no. games are meant to be played with people you know, and you can't trust people you don't know in these games. Exactly. But I mean, I mean, you and I were adults. We only get a little bit of time of gaming, and it's, we just, we don't have the ability to have friends that can just be like, oh, hey, let's all play a game together where it's like, oh, no, you know, I got to take care of the baby or I got to do, you know, work or yeah. whatever crap. It's like y'all got to schedule a month ahead of time for a game. And then when that time comes, it's like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> More often you know? than not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, there, there have been times where my buddies and I like we all want to play a game or something like Fortnite for example and I'm like I I think I'd rather go take a nap instead play Fortnite <laughs> oh god yeah no I mean you're totally right and and that's where you know that games like this were not designed for people like us you know they were designed no. they were designed for the people that want to become the next esport god you know like we're old we're old dude so speaking of esports um uh, when Matt and I went to uh, the other LGS Neverboard Gaming mm -hmm. to do a VCR gaming podcast there, we interviewed someone who's on a local high school esports team, and which is really cool. But it was funny because we were reminiscing that when you and I were growing up and in school, if you even mentioned you played video games, you got made fun of. Oh, no, you didn't just get made fun of. You got beat the <laughs> fuck up. Like, yeah, like was, like if if you brought a Game Boy to school, you were made fun of, and and it was probably going to get busted because somebody busted, would grab it. Stolen, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, no! I would never, ever, and ever bring a video it, game it, console to school. Oh, of course, dude. I remember like if my buddies and I wanted to trade a game or you know borrow each other's games, we'd have to like hide it, go in a corner, and be like, oh, here you go. Looks like we're doing a drug deal or yeah. something. Like like yo yo, you got that Donkey Kong Country? Oh, here you go. The, <laughs> But, it, it's, you know, the sad thing is you actually probably would have been cooler if it was a drug deal. But instead, yeah, you're just exactly, trading video right? games with each other. <laughs> oh, God. It, it's it's weird how times have changed because, you know, we were talking to this kid. He's like 15 or 16 on his high school's esports team. And, and we, we were talking about this and just how, oh, everybody plays video games now. And all it's like, which is true for the most part. But it's like, dude, it's so weird that it's so accepted. Well, you know it's true when, like, the biggest news of last month was that one Fortnite streamer had fucking Drake playing Fortnite with him. I mean, like, yeah. it, it, that would have never happened in the 90s. Like, like no. Snoop Dogg would never go play video games with somebody on a live stream, you know, like, something like that. Hell no. Like, video, video game culture is becoming more mainstream. And I think it's because we are the ones who are becoming adults now. You know, we're, yeah. we're the our generation, the ones that played video games in the dark and didn't talk about it at school, are the ones who are having kids now, and those kids are becoming of age 
to the point where like it's cool for them now you <laughs> yeah. know so i i just thought of this also um so video games were bad enough at school if you even mentioned you played D D or magic oh no dude, <laughs> the, the the video game nerds would be beating you up yeah absolutely <laughs> mentioning magic and D D. it was it was even worse ridicule if if, um, if, I, if you play I, D, I even... if you play D D, you lived in a dark basement somewhere and oh yeah! It was. I mean, it was. The stigma was so much different than it is now. Same with magic too. It's yeah. like you, you. I could not mention I played magic at all at school, no. which is, which I know magic. You know, you know, it. Magic is still getting. It's still popular. Like, and and it's getting more and more popular as as time goes on. Sure. In terms of from when we were kids. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I mean, like people, pro- kids today probably wouldn't even look twice if you brought a deck of magic cards, right? Yeah. For for the most part, yeah. for the most for part. the most part, I'd agree. <clears throat> but it's like it's so different. Like if you and I brought a deck of magic cards to school, they they would have been torn up. My black lotus and dual lands would have been torn up and just stomped on. And just be like, what is this nerd shit? Yeah, you exactly. Know, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, oh, virgin. Yeah, I was yeah just like, pretty much. Oh, dude, and especially D and D, the Satanic Panic. Oh, Even man. though, yeah, in the eighties and nineties, dude, that was oh my god, that was bad. You still feel some of the reverberation from that even today. I mean, like, yeah, which I find it amazing that D and D is as popular as it is now. It, it, it blows my mind that it's because people don't realize what it was like back then, where you you even talked about D D. you were just like cash cash or caught or casterized or whatever whatever the word is <laughs> ostracized is that the word ostracized yeah casterized yeah <laughs> castration castrated you were castrated and put out to pasture man yes <laughs> dude but yeah it, it, it's a whole different time now when i see because i follow a lot of D people too and i see them all talking you know how whatever freaking drama happens and all that stuff and i'm just like you guys are just complaining about you know who can play D. it's like dude you're like you're even lucky you could mention D. yeah now. really you you are talking about D and you are not in your mom's house like that is yeah that is a step forward right there <laughs> yeah so i mean it's and and it's cool it's awesome but it's still it still sort of takes me back to when like oh man it's it's so open now it's so so accepted now it's crazy it's still weird sometimes but it's really cool you know it's very cool like i'm i'm i am so glad that the things that i like um and have always loved are finally becoming mainstream just in time for my kids you know like oh yeah they won't have to go through the same if 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 they like the stuff that i like which let's face it at least one of them hopefully will um yeah <laughs> they won't go through the same crap that i went through because i liked what no. i liked you know and and part of that is just the culture like more stuff is accepted now and more stuff is even cool now you know like i, oh, yeah. I would have never ever thought of a day where playing video games especially like competitively would be cool but now that is so cool. You know, like if you play video games competitively. Yeah, and even though it's still really, really, really hard to be a professional in video games, it's still it's possible. It's just like you know? it's just like it's it's just like it would be if you were trying to become a professional at any sport. You know, yeah. like you got you just gotta you start early and you dedicate yourself to it and that's what you're gonna do and you've just become that one percent that makes it. 
Um, but it, it is. It's just like if you were trying to get in the NFL. You know, you got to train, you got to yeah. practice, you got to get to that point. Um, and not, and you have to realize most people will not make it. But you yep. take your shot, and if you make it, you make it. So yeah, very true. All right, man. Well, I think we need to wrap this up here. Um, what do you want to plug before we get off the air here? Well, I've definitely got a couple things I can plug. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Alec the Dirtle. Uh, also, Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash Alec the Dirtle is where I stream from. Monday nights we do RPG Groupies, which is my live play D and D comedy. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You should come hang out with us. And then Tuesday nights and weekends is when I stream whatever the fuck I feel like. Don't ask me to stream anything else. <laughs> um, uh, the other things I want to plug is uh, if you do come and check out my stream, uh, make sure you think about donating to hashtag Mosley Meds. Uh, we reached our goal this month. We had a goal this month set uh, of $2,000 in order to get Mosley a new sleeping chair. Uh, she can't sleep in a bed because if she lays flat, she has breathing problems. Uh, so yeah. we were able to raise the funds to get her that. So, um, you know, that's incredible that the outpour from the community has been amazing. Um, but we've got more stuff coming down the line that she's going to need a lot of help for. So if you think about that, do it. Uh, if you donate over $35, uh, we have these amazing shirts uh, that Sordog, uh, a really great graphic designer that I have a great relationship with, made for us. Um, so if, if you want, if you do donate over $35, you get a free t-shirt. So, Hey, fair trade. That's awesome. Um, the last thing that I would like to plug is that, uh, starting in a few weeks, uh, my wife and I are going to be teaming up with some friends of ours, uh, and <coughs> one person who's an incredible writer. Uh, she's writing a, uh, a destiny, uh, uh fiction. Uh, set in the world, okay. set in the world of destiny, uh, called depravity. Um, it's a series that's going to take place over several decades. Uh, several. De I'm sorry. It takes place several decades after all the opposition uh, has been defeated indefinitely, and Earth is kind of coming into a second golden age. Uh, we have like the technology from the Cabal, the Vex, the Taken. If if you like Destiny, this is an incredibly cool uh, world that she's building. Uh, and we're going to be recording it as a audio, um, a kind of a, a kind of a radio theater drama. Um, so both me and Allison are involved in that, um, and uh, you can be on the lookout for that. It's going to be starting up in a few weeks here. But the really cool thing, that's cool. The really cool thing about it is that uh, our listeners are going to be determining the outcome of the story. Because um, it's going to be based around like new new monarchy, the future war coal, and dead orbit, the factions. Um, so each it, after each installment, there's going to be a Twitter poll poll that comes out. Uh, so you, the listener, are going to be able to shape how the story moves forward. Um, that's cool. Mm, and then that's cool. and then we'll be recording. You know, after we get that Twitter poll, we'll record the next installment and go forward from there. Uh, it's going to be out. like a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. Yeah, kind of, and it's all going to be based on Destiny. So if you like the Destiny world, Depravity is going to be awesome. Uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, it, just search uh, Europa Library, um, and uh, Isa Cole is the person that's going to be doing this, and she is amazing. She's an incredible writer. Um, it's going to be out on YouTube and SoundCloud and other platforms too. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But um, yeah, I think that's about all I had to plug. That's all the exciting <laughs> stuff I do with my life. So. <laughs> yeah, 
no but no i just want to thank you again for coming on i really appreciate it uh getting back together with you on the show and um anytime. we're gonna have to do this again anytime brother yeah. i always love coming on and and you have i still say that you have one of the best magic podcasts out there and even for oh stop it even for old <laughs> fart magic players like myself who are out of the game currently but will one day come back to our cardboard crack uh you've definitely got one of the best yeah. shows so i'm always oh, happy to come you. on and talk with you oh thank you very much you you never leave magic no that, that's the thing i've noticed absolutely you, not no e- even if you sell off your whole collection it's gonna suck you in somehow <laughs> you can sell your whole collection and then one day you will walk home and you'll open a door and there'll be four booster boxes just sitting there staring you in the face waiting for you to open them and with, you with will clubs do it. in their hand with clubs <laughs> you will open them <laughs> yeah and there's gonna be some man in black you think it's like maybe mib or something's like no it's some representative from wizards it's watsy like watsy yeah here. it's watsy <laughs> <laughs> all right man well thanks again for coming on and have a great night all right all right brother you too